welcome everybody to the Patriotic American Citizen Podcast, or Pac-Man for short. I'm Ted Flint, your host. Well, here we go again. I'm sick and tired of hearing about this, about the impeachment. I mean, everybody knows, I think anybody with a half a brain, and that would include Congress, they may have a half a brain collectively. We know what's going on. It's impeachment 2-0. The second go-around begins under the same shady circumstances as the first fiasco. The Dems fear and loathe Donald Trump so much they want him politically and personally destroyed forever. Under what pretext this time around? I know they they think he incited the January 6th insurrection, during which a few people tragically lost their lives, but what does he have on them? He's got something on these powerful people in Washington, Trump I'm talking about. I mean, they hate him so much, they want to destroy him, obviously, so he doesn't run again in four years. And I think a lot of Republicans are hoping for the same thing. They're trying to bloody his nose here as badly as they can. He would be be the first president in history, impeached twice, and certainly the first ever, and probably only one ever, although I hope not, to be impeached after he leaves office. You know, if, if we want to impeach presidents who left office, for maybe some things they were guilty of and just we couldn't get at them when they were in office. How about impeaching Obama for Fast and Furious? Federal agents were killed uh, in that raid, illegal gun running scheme. We ran illegal guns to Mexico. Obama initiated that. Let's impeach him for that. Let's impeach him for the IRS scandal, for spying on conservatives, for spying on the Trump administration. Let's impeach Obama. We have more than enough evidence. As long, as long as we're going to impeach presidents who've left office, which is what's happening here. Unprecedented. So six Republicans voted this week. They crossed the aisle. I would say they crossed a, a major chasm. It's not just an aisle or a political divide. They joined the 50 communist Democrats to declare this second impeachment scam against Donald Trump constitutional. So the, the uh, trial began today, or Wednesday, I should say. And Democrats, let's face it, they're not going to get 17 Republicans to vote with them. They need 17 Republicans to find Donald Trump guilty of incitement to insurrection over the uprising January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. He's a private citizen. Now, the constitutionality of this is questioned. I'm not going to go into that here. I'm not a, a constitutional scholar. There are enough places to go. You can listen and watch the, the you know, uh, Mark Levin and some other people on that issue. Uh, I'll just tell you, one Republican senator who uh, crossed the aisle today was Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, traitor, traitor number six. He heard the opening arguments from the Democratic impeachment managers. Then he heard Trump's defense team, and that's maybe that's what he says caused him to go to the Democrats. So the six, uh, Cassidy is one, obviously. The, the usual suspects, Susan Collins of Maine, Murkowski of Alaska, Comrade Romney of Utah, Ben Sass of Nebraska, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. But anyway, this is what Senator Cassidy, how he explained it. He said, House managers were focused, they were organized, they made a compelling argument. And then he said, Trump's team were disorganized. They did everything they could but to talk about the question at hand. And when they did talk about it, they kind of glided over it, almost as if they were embarrassed of their arguments. Lisa Murkowski said, uh, I couldn't figure out where he was going with this. 45 minutes going somewhere, but I don't think he helped us better understand where he was coming from on the constitutionality of this. This is what Murkowski told CNN. She was speaking of Bruce Castor. 
He was the lead attorney. And even President Trump was uh, watching the proceedings, and he, he is unhappy with Castor's opening argument. I guess it was weak. I didn't see it. I can't watch it. But the same people, same things, Pelosi, Schiff, you know, same no talents, lightweights going after Donald Trump. They, they, look what he's done in four years. Look at all he accomplished in four years with virtually nobody on his side. So six Republicans, six traitors join the Democrats. You know, I, these Democrats, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Everything they do is suspect. It seems as though, they, and I've written a, a piece on uh, our website. You can go to the bmgnetwork.com, and I've written a piece. It's on uh, your daily perusal. It seems as if our government is at war with us, the American people, especially the Democratic Party. They, they have a firewall around them. No matter what they do or say, nothing ever happens to them. They face no consequences. I mean, the firewall, I think, and my wife was saying this, they have the media, big tech, Hollywood. She named four. I, can't, I can think of only three, but Trump has the American people. And that's enough, usually. But even, you know, the, uh, the election was, was fraudulent. The American people turned out they, he didn't have enough of the American people. 74 plus million, more than any other ex-president. He received more votes, far many more votes than Obama did in his second term when he was elected or reelected. But we're told that Joe Biden got 80 or 81 million votes. I don't believe it. But anyway, I don't want to hash over old, uh, old issues. I don't want to hash over uh, old issues. Uh, a couple of uh, Super Bowl observations. I, you know, obviously, Tampa Bay, an easy winner over Kansas City, as most people know. Tom Brady, the GOAT. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is, is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. But that's my personal opinion. I'm a Packer fan. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can do things with the football that Tom Brady could never do. And Brady's even admitted as much. So how does one measure, I was thinking about this, how does one measure greatness or being the greatest? I mean, stats, yardage, touchdown passes, etc. Or by how many Super Bowls a quarterback wins? If one uses that metric, then Brady is hands down the greatest of all time. He's a very good, he's an excellent quarterback. He's in the top three, I'll say, of all time. He's got a very talented bunch at Tampa Bay. Some great receivers to throw to, and his offensive line is like the line at, at New England. Nobody touches Brady. He stands back in the pocket. He has all day long, and he picks apart defenses. And when he was sacked, Green Bay got to him a couple of times. He just threw the ball up for grabs one time and then threw an interception the second time. Great offensive line, great receiving core, but Tom Brady is a heck of a quarterback. Also, uh, speaking of football, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell reminds me of somebody, guys I didn't like in high school. He's got that, he's a weasel. There's something weaselly about Roger Goodell, in my view. But he lamented recently that of the seven new coaches hired in the NFL since the end of the season, only two are black. And that's still 28%. That's more than twice the black population in this country. I mean, would he be happy if all seven were black? We know BLM runs a league. We know that Goodell is pandering. I mean, he panders to the BLM. And uh, I think he's pandering to the people who put on the show for us in the NFL. I think that's what's going on here. Speaking of, of BLM, uh, I think somebody wrote it was the most woke Super Bowl of all time. The commercials were unwatchable, in my view. The worst was Bruce Springsteen 
he did a Jeep ad in which he said it's it's time for America. I don't know how to have the exact words, but he said it's time for America to reunite or it's time to be the reunited states of America. I'm thinking that's great. But where was he with that message four years ago? What if Trump won the election? Or he did over Biden. What if he won? Would, would Springsteen still come out with that same, you know, line? We need to be reunited. Well, now he wants to reunite. Where has he been for the last four years? Threatening to go to Canada. Anyway, but Goodell, back to Goodell, he is shamelessly trying to keep happy the men putting on the show in the NFL. Maybe we should extend affirmative action or whatever they, they call it to the, uh, the Players Association. If only 13% of the NFL can be black, 87% white, like the, you know, the population of America. I mean, I don't think it's 87% white, but you, you get my drift. Same for the NBA. Only 13% of the NBA can be black. What would happen to the level of play, do you think? Just saying. All right, on to some other things here. You know, there was a, a great piece I, uh, I read today by Betsy McCoy and how small business owners are struggling just to get by. Some are not getting by. They're going under because of this pandemic and the government-imposed lockdowns. And she points out that if you own a business and you're a white male, you've got bigger problems. Now, politicians are offering all kinds of loans and grants to minority-owned and women-owned businesses. But what about white men? They could care less. Then she asks, what's next? Tax breaks for women and minorities and higher rates for white men? Don't give these idiots in Washington any ideas. I mean, government programs should not be discriminatory. We're all supposed to be equal under the law. President Biden has told us as much. He won the election, he claims, with all these promises to unify the nation. Got a 27-page plan to build back better, whatever that means, by advancing racial equity. He's proposing dozens of taxpayer-funded programs for businesses owned by black and brown people, as he put it. No mention of white-owned businesses. Why is that? Because we're going to be paying for it. I say we. I'm not a business owner. But whites, this is what causes racial resentment. The federal government is driving a wedge between races and among Americans. Government creates a problem, then comes up with a solution to, quote-unquote, fix that problem. And that fix always includes increased government spending. Now, the government doesn't have any money, only that which it taxes from its citizens. It's called redistribution of the wealth. Only it's not the government's wealth that is being redistributed. You know, George Bernard Shaw, I think it was Shaw, who wrote that any government that robs Peter to pay Paul can always count on the support of Paul. And that's what's happening in modern-day America. You know, Biden pledging to shrink the wealth gap between uh, whites and minorities. Well, how else to do it? Take from the whites and give to the minorities. That's not going to cause dissension. Or trouble in the ranks, you know it is. Unbelievable. So much for building back better. Let's see here. Before we go any further, let me tell you, if you're thinking of um, starting a podcast, it's, it's easy to do. Hundreds of thousands of people or tens of thousands of Americans are in the podcast business. There's no better time than now to do it. Maybe you've been thinking about it for a while and haven't gotten started. Well, listen, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. 
Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, Pac-Man, Ted Flint, sent you. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. That's going to wrap things up. I had a couple of things I wanted to get to. We'll do it next time. One is on COVID numbers. They're 40% lower than they were just a couple of weeks ago. I think we're we, we've peaked. I'm no infectious disease expert, as Dr. Fauci is, but we'll give you some of his comments on COVID-19 and what the state's doing. And uh, I think we, we can see the end. The end is in sight. I hope and pray anyway. All right, folks, thank you very much for tuning us in. And don't forget, you can catch this show and all the shows. We have a, an archive of you know, 20, 25 shows we've done. Uh, Ken and Mike have their shows up there and some other great podcasts and, and great uh, columns, go to the bmgnetwork.com. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you in the near future. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more information about the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.